The Productive Woman, Episode 399. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast about productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Well, welcome and thank you for joining me. This week, we're going to talk about monotony and how we can be productive despite it. You'll find links and additional information in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 399. Life can be stressful. We know that. Monotony actually can be stressful. And stress over the long term is not good for our health or our productivity. One way we can manage stress is to establish and nurture a habit of quieting our mind and our body, even if it's just for a few minutes each day. And that's why I've been so pleased to partner with Calm, the number one mental wellness app, to give you the tools that can improve the way you feel. You can reduce stress and anxiety through guided meditations, improve focus with curated music tracks, and rest and recharge with Calm's imaginative sleep stories, and they have them both for adults and for children. They even offer their new daily movement sessions, which they introduced earlier this year, and they are specifically designed to relax your body and uplift your mind. And if you go to calm.com slash TPW, you'll get a special offer of 40% off their premium subscription. New content is added every week, so you never get bored with the resources available to you. Over 100 million people around the world use Calm to take care of their minds, and I'm very happy to be one of them. Calm is ready to help you stress less, sleep more, and live a happier, healthier life. I've mentioned before that that there are times in my law practice, and I've been in the midst of one for the last several weeks, where I have multiple complicated closings or transactions going on at the same time, and just too much to get done in the time that I have available to me. When I have days like that, I can find myself extremely stressed, very tense, which makes it hard for me to think clearly and focus on the task at hand. The most important thing I can do in those times is to pause, take a breath, and slow my racing mind down. Calm's guided meditations are perfect for that. I can open up the app on my phone, do a quick search for meditations designed to help with stress, like uh, one of the five-minute managing overwhelm meditations, or even a two-minute meditation on finding focus or breaking the stress cycle. And just spend just a few minutes getting recentered and calmed down so I can get back to work. And as I mentioned, for listeners of The Productive Woman, Calm is offering an exclusive offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash TPW. So go to calm.com, that's C-A-L-M dot com slash TPW for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. Once again, that's calm.com slash TPW. And there will be a link to that in the show notes for this episode. So if you're driving and you can't remember that, just uh, go to the show notes for this episode and scroll down to the bottom. You'll find the link there. 
Okay, so as I was making the bed the other morning, I started thinking about the fact that I do it every day exactly the same way. I have my my routine for making the bed, the steps that I go through. It only takes three or four minutes, but I do it the same way every day, often not really even thinking about it while I'm doing it. That's, you know, that's what a habit, what a routine can do for you. It can help you to be very efficient, but It led me to thoughts about how much of my day consists of repetitive tasks that I do every day the same way. We often talk in this podcast about the importance of habits and routines and how they can help us to be more efficient and effective and therefore more productive. And there's nothing wrong with that. But that morning, I started thinking about... uh, a downside of habits and routines, something that personally I've seldom seen talked about in the productivity content that I read and listen to. And that's how habits and routines can easily sort of slide over the edge into monotony and what that means for our productivity and for our, just for our mental health, I guess. So You know me, I like to look up words and and understand the meaning. So what is monotony? The dictionary that I consulted said it means the lack of variety and interest, tedious repetition and routine. And I thought, yeah, that's that's pretty good explanation of what it means, what monotony means. I read several articles because I just got kind of interested in, you know, as I was thinking about how you know, monotony can lead to boredom. And sometimes I feel bored with the the routines and the repetition of my daily life. And I suspect you may uh, feel the same way sometimes. And so I did some research about, well, what, what impact can monotony have on us? What does it mean for our productivity? And how can we um, pursue routines and develop habits that help us be productive without succumbing to monotony and its effects. And one of the articles that I read talked about work monotony specifically in this way. Uh, The article said, work monotony refers to performing the same tasks physically or mentally over and over again that become boring, laborious, and less interesting. A monotonous work will have a similar pattern every day, and a person may perform it repetitively without even thinking about how they are performing it. And I'll have a link to this article and several others that I think you might find interesting in the show notes for this episode. So I I really like the way they describe that, and that has been my experience. And obviously, here they're talking about monotony at work, but it can be true about any aspect of our life, from our paid work to work at home, even to volunteer efforts, to child rearing. That has a lot of routine that can roll over into monotony. A lot of repetitive things you you have to do when you're rearing children, whether it's changing diapers or you know whatever else. Uh, but our exercise, our hobbies, even relationships. Uh, can succumb to that, that performing the same tasks physically or mentally over and over again, that becomes boring and less interesting. 
And you may perform it repetitively without even thinking about how you're performing it. Think about how that might play into our relationships, even the most important ones in our life. Our, our interactions with our, our spouse or our kids uh, can succumb to monotony. Well, what does that mean? How does that affect us? I was interested to do a little bit of research in what is our psychological response to monotony, to this lack of variety and interest, this tedious repetition and routine. And there are a bunch of articles, like I said, I'll link to some of them in the show notes that I found interesting. But basically, over time, monotony, our psychological response to it is uh, to is lethargy and a lack of motivation or energy, stress and anxiety even. Uh, as one article I read in Psychology Today puts it, uh, our minds are wired to respond to monotony by inducing a state of ennui, that utter weariness and feeling of why does it matter? Whether it is the omnipresent white of the outside during winter, or for those of us who grew up in the Pacific Northwest of the United States, the omnipresent gray of the outside during much of the year, or the, the article says, or the repetitiveness of the daily routines, avoiding potholes and trudging through the cold, whatever triggers it. So these are things that this article is saying, but they go on to say basically whatever triggers it, uh, and I'm quoting here, monotony triggered tedium is tough. Boredom leads to a lack of concentration, inhibited responsiveness to both internal and external stimuli, lack of productivity, and inability to fully enjoy life. The article goes on to say chronic boredom can dull your mind. It presents a greater risk for weight gain, overconsumption of alcohol, and even mild depression. So that was interesting to me. I hadn't thought about that, but but several articles kind of talked about some of these same things. And it really got me thinking, all right, so when when our routine and our habits that we've put in place to be more productive drop over that cliff into monotony, it can result in all kinds of things that we kind of don't like. Dull our mind because we are bored uh, and a greater risk for weight gain, overconsumption of alcohol, and even mild depression. The article goes on to refer to a study that was published in the BMC Neuroscience Journal that according to, to this article, uh, and I'm quoting here, uh, the study inquired into a relationship between monotony and emotional maladaptation. Its findings suggest that monotony does in fact adversely affect mood changes and that disrupting a monotonous environment through the introduction of novel objects can help prevent the development of depression-like traits. So... Uh, I found some encouragement in the information about this study that monotony definitely does adversely affect our mood, our productivity, and all the other things that I just mentioned. But you can disrupt the monotony by introducing what they refer to as novel objects uh, to help prevent this from developing into depression-like traits. So 
monotony has negative effects. Our minds are wired to prefer the novel and the new. And that's, you know, that's a great thing. And yet we need routines and, you know, thoughtfully established habits in order to be productive and efficient in the work that we do. So how can monotony affect our productivity, which is, you know, this is a podcast about productivity. So for me, that's what I was interested in. And I've already talked about some of it. It's very clear that monotony, if it leads to boredom, can negatively impact our productivity. Our productivity as human beings is directly affected by our state of mind, our our mental well-being. And here I'm talking about productivity in both of the senses that we talk about it on this podcast, certainly in the sense of getting things done that matter to us, but in the broader sense of making a life that matters. Both of those things are affected by our mental well-being. And if monotony leads to boredom, to stress, to anxiety, to um, a loss of concentration, all of those things, it certainly will affect our performance, whether it's at paid work or the relationships with the people we care about. So even for those of us who prefer predictability, and I am one of those, I like to know what to expect uh, you know, it, it, I'm more comfortable with a predictable life. Nevertheless, over time, monotony and the resulting boredom can reduce our motivation, making it harder to get ourselves to do whatever it is we need to do simply because it's lost its appeal to us. We are bored with it. So all of that being the case, how can we address monotony? I don't think we can eliminate it. Every part of our life, every job, every relationship, every hobby, every even the most interesting things have their elements or their seasons that can feel monotonous, that can feel very rote, like you're just going through the motions. Just as every element of life has things that are simply, you know, they're not fun, they're not exciting. Um, and all of that can lead to monotony to some extent. And sometimes we just have to power through, right? We exercise self-discipline to do the things that need to be done, even though they are repetitive and maybe not exciting. Even though that's true, there are things we can do to address monotony if it's, you know, effects in our life are making us feel less productive, less engaged, less interested in the things that we need to do. And whether we're talking about particular tasks or just life in general, there are things we can do to address monotony. And I came up with a few, you know, things that I thought that uh, I want to apply in my life, things I found in articles that I read. And again, those will be linked in the show notes. So let's talk about what some of those might be. The number one thing that I thought of is mindfulness. And I thought of that because I'm not sure whether it's the cause or the result, but but when something is is or becomes monotonous, we tend to go through the motions without thought, acting sort of automatically without really noticing or thinking about what we're doing. Our, our body's doing one thing, our mind is off somewhere else. And mindfulness can help overcome the monotony that has led to that, whether, whether monotony 
caused the sort of disengagement or whether the disengagement made it monotonous, mindfulness can help. By simply being present with what we're doing, being right there in the moment, actually noticing what we're doing, the physical sensations, the smells, the sounds, the the touch of it, the results of our actions, by simply noticing it, paying attention to what we're doing and the outcome of it, we become re-engaged. And I think that can help dispel some of that monotony. So mindfulness, I think, always can can make a difference. And by mindfulness in this context, I mean, you know, very simply having our, our mind full of what we're doing, paying attention to the thing we're doing, no matter how trivial it might seem, when we engage our minds, we're going to... Um, be in in a better shape. We're going to, it's going to be less monotonous, less boring, I guess, by, by paying attention and noticing we re-engage our minds and our senses. Also reminding ourselves of why we're doing what we're doing. I think monotony in any situation, whether it's a task or relationship, anything else, results from, at least in part, from a lack of meaning and purpose in what we're doing. If we consciously think about the reason and the purpose of whatever it is we're doing, we become re-engaged and that can help dispel the boredom and the monotony. So mindfulness is one way we can address monotony and reduce its effects, those negative effects that we talked about. Number two would be to experiment with those routines that have become monotonous. Try to find ways to improve your process. Again, you're engaging on purpose with it instead of just going through the motions. Think about the steps you're taking and see if you can streamline it, Uh, maybe using fewer tools or fewer steps or reorganize the approach and try a different way of doing something that you do on a regular basis. See if you can find a more effective, more efficient way. Again, by re-engaging in what we're doing, instead of just going through the motions, we help dispel the boredom and that can result from monotony of, of going, you know, just taking steps without thinking about what we're doing. A third thing that I thought about that might help deal with the monotony of certain things that we do would be to sort of gamify it. And by that, I mean, you know, make a game out of it, set timers, race against yourself, ask, ask yourself, how quickly can I get this done if I really stay present and focused on what I'm doing and work without interruption and, and just, you know, go as quickly as I can while still doing a good job or a job that's satisfactory to me. So that you can make a game out of it that way. You can also make a game out of it or gamify it by recruiting a partner, whether it's you do your thing and she does hers for an agreed period of time. And then you check in and, and, you know, give each other a high five and, and talk about the results or reward yourselves with something fun that you do together, grabbing coffee somewhere or going out for lunch. Uh, I think recruiting a partner can be a great way to sort of gamify um, your your physical exercise, your workout, if that's gotten monotonous. Find someone else to work out with. And uh, again, a little healthy competition or just support and encouraging each other can make it more fun and less 
less monotonous. A fourth way of addressing monotony is to simply change things up. That Psychology Today article I mentioned earlier talks about the scientific backup for the value of making changes when monotony is getting you down. Remember they mentioned you can deal with a monotonous environment by introducing what they call novel objects. And the article says the beauty of novel objects lies in their ability to shake us up a bit. They rouse the brain, consequently elevating the levels of the neurotransmitter serotonin, a mood balance regulating chemical compound in the blood. The article says, plainly speaking, and I loved this, plainly speaking, monotony and consequently boredom can be negated by a challenge, substantial change, or fresh undertaking, something stimulating that will bring about a sense of purpose and fulfillment. So changing things up can help negate the monotony that is causing the boredom that's leading to all these other things. So for instance, if your day or your week as a whole is feeling monotonous and repetitive, maybe change your routines up a little bit. If you normally work out in the morning, maybe change to doing it after lunch or later in the evening. If, uh, you know, there's some, whatever routines that you have, how can you change them up a little bit, still accomplish what you need to accomplish, but do it differently, a little bit differently, revamp your routines, drop, maybe drop one of your morning habits that's gotten sort of meaningless to you or that you're doing mechanically without really thinking about it and add a new one that, that kind of excites you a little bit more. But the idea is to change up the routines a little bit without, and, and I wouldn't change everything all at once necessarily, unless, unless that works for you, uh, because you lose the effectiveness and the efficiency of, of the, the known routines that your mind is used to. Nevertheless, changing a little bit here and there can make a big difference. Or uh, another way to do it is to change your environment. Uh, Something as simple as rearranging furniture in a room or reorganizing your desk to a more uh, effective setup. Or take your work somewhere else. Go outside or to the library or to a conference room. One article I read called 10 Tips for Breaking Up the Monotony of Working from Home, uh, which it's a great article and again, uh, linked in the show notes if you want to check it out. They, they talked about this, taking your work somewhere else. For a lot of us, I've been working from home since before the pandemic started, but a lot of people started to do that. And you, that can become monotonous and routine. And so this article says, whether it's taking one afternoon a week to work from a coffee shop or simply taking your computer to the dining room or patio for an hour a day, changing up your environment can change your outlook and help you see things in a whole new light, leading to sharper focus and higher productivity. So again, if your work, whatever your work might be, whether it's paid work or housework or whatever, if it is turning monotonous, change up your environment, take and do it somewhere else. If you're, you know, take it outside or, or wherever. Another way to change your environment is to play music while you work. So something that energizes you, if it doesn't disrupt the work itself. For me, when I'm working, I can't 
really listen to music with, um, with lyrics, because I find myself thinking about the lyrics. But if I, uh, you know, if I'm feeling bored or distracted, or for whatever reason, there are certain playlists that can, that I'll turn on that will really help me get back to focusing on my work and help me kind of stay on track. In a similar vein, maybe try new tools, a new app that helps you do whatever it is you're finding monotonous. New workout gear if if your physical exercise is the problem. A new notebook. Whatever tools you use for what you do, uh, sometimes just getting a new one can kind of spark new interest in it and relieve the monotony. Similarly, learning a new technique can help. So ask a mentor or a coworker for suggestions or research it on YouTube, finding a new way to do it. Uh, another, an example would be if you're losing interest in your daily treadmill exercise, try a spin class instead or yoga or Pilates or something, something that you haven't done before. Simply having to learn something new can re-engage your mind and your interest in a way that uh, can be really helpful. Uh, If you're tired of the repetitive dailiness of getting dinner on the table, uh, get a new cookbook or research some new recipes or, or a type of cuisine you've never cooked before. And that, again, can make it more interesting and less monotonous for you. That Psychology Today article suggests several other simple ideas. They had a lot of good stuff in there. One of the things they talked about was getting outside. They mentioned this as being beneficial in a couple of ways. Um, Just getting some fresh air and sunshine can reinvigorate your, 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 your mental state and your interest in what you're doing. But they mentioned it specifically with respect to exercise. They say that if your workout has become rote and monotonous and you're struggling to motivate yourself to actually do it, take it outside. They, uh, quoting from the article, they say regular exercise is most beneficial for your physical and emotional health as it packs a double wallop of serotonin and endorphins. However, repetitive exercise is often monotonous. So swap your treadmill or elliptical for a park trail and let nature work its wonders on you. So something to consider. Getting outside. Uh, another thing they suggested that I thought was interesting it was to change your look, get a new hairstyle or a new shirt or something like that. They, they say just something new and markedly different that affects our mental state, which affects our productivity, right? And so if life has gotten monotonous, making a change to your look can help re-engage you in that. And then the last thing that I thought about uh, that we can do to uh, deal with and address monotony in our life is simply to manage our minds. This, I think, is important in conjunction with all of these other things we've talked about. Uh, And by managing our minds, I mean this. Those everyday tasks that we all have to do, whether at home or at work, can be seen as either a burden or a privilege They can be either a negative or a positive, and it depends on how we choose to think about them. When we start to view one or more of those everyday tasks as a monotonous obligation, 
that we're losing interest in or feeling, you know, just disengaged with, we can remind ourselves to think again and, and, and maybe take a different perspective on what those things are. For instance, and I, I just came up with some examples, some of them out of my own life, you know, piles of laundry. If you're running a home, laundry isn't, you know, a constant, easily seen as monotonous task, uh, but they also can mean that I and my family have clothes to wear and machines to wash and dry them in. And thinking of them in that way is, a, for me, a little more positive. Beds to make mean we have somewhere safe and comfortable to rest at night. Uh, at work, reports to write or papers to file mean we have a job to support ourselves with. Daily grooming means, and that can be monotonous, right? The, the stuff we do, go through each day to get ready for the day, it can be monotonous and, and boring, but it also means that we're conscious and able to take care of our bodies. Uh, similarly, that daily sweat session that can be seen as a monotonous obligation can also be seen as something that means I'm able to move my body. I'm able to do it. That boring commute, even if it's just down the hall to your home office, also means that you have a job to go to that helps you to provide for yourself and your family. And big picture, when life is feeling boring and monotonous, well, a boring and monotonous life means you probably have no major crises going on in your life right now. And that's something to be grateful for. The, the routine and, and dailiness of life is, is something that's welcome if you've been in a crisis situation in your life. So it, it really does depend on how we look at these things. We can choose to think of them in a way that contributes to boredom and, and all the negative effects that we, we heard about earlier, uh, or we can choose to think of them in, as a symbol of a pretty great life all in all. It really kind of depends on how you choose to think about it. So, you know, at the end of the day, what I think about all this is no matter how much we love our lives, sometimes the sheer day-to-day -day repetition can get to us. When we notice that happening, when our routines and habits that help us to be productive slide over that line into monotony, we can take steps to address it and re-engage our minds, our senses, our emotions, and be more and more productive instead of suffering the ill effects of the boredom that can come from monotony. Those are my thoughts. I'd love to know what you think. What do you do when your life or some aspect of it feels monotonous? Are there steps you take to reinvigorate yourself, to renew your focus and your attention and enjoy what you're doing more? I'd love it if you'd share that with me and with us. You can do that in the comment section of the show notes for this episode, which you will find at theproductivewoman.com slash 399, or post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page. That is open to everyone. If you're a member of the Productive Woman Community Facebook group, that's a great place to talk about this where we can share ideas because we, I think we all experience this no matter how much we love our life, no matter how great it is, how exciting it is. 
everybody experiences the, you know, the, the results of certain things becoming kind of monotonous and repetitive. And if we can help encourage each other and give each other ideas about how to deal with that, we'll all be a lot happier and more productive. As always, if you prefer to share your thoughts with me privately, you can do that by emailing your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com, and I would love to hear from you. Uh, before we go, remember that for listeners of The Productive Woman, Calm is offering that exclusive offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com tpw. That's calm, C-A-L-M dot com slash T-P-W for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. And I hope you'll check it out. And that is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I look forward to talking with you again soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter.